Chapter 1 Diamond City had been hit with snowstorm after snowstorm. Every single one brought a foot or more of snow. The stuff was piled twenty or thirty feet deep in some places, and the city was dumping truckloads of the stuff into the river as fast as trucks could haul it. Most of the main streets had been plowed, but the side streets hadn't been touched. I'd been getting around on snowshoes for the most part, and the subway. I'd have gone out and bought a snowmobile, but apparently everybody else had had the same idea. My name was on a waiting list for the next shipment. It couldn't come soon enough. I was tired of being frozen. Here, this will help. I grasped the coffee cup like it was the elixir of the gods, which it was. I sipped and groaned. Sweet, creamy warmth spread down into my frozen core. Come on, I'll help you get your coat and boots off. You've got a new client waiting out front. Patty shoved me down onto a wood bench in the mud-slash-storage room at the back of the Diamond City Diner and started digging at the boots' laces to loosen them. Stop, I told her, taking another swig of the coffee. I didn't even care if I scalded my tongue. As cold as I was, I would gladly have stood in the middle of a raging inferno just to warm up. You'll break your nails. Screw my nails, Patty said, but she paused to check them all the same. I grinned. Patty is my best friend and half-owner of the diner. She stands about five foot three in her stiletto heels, which she wears without fail. Otherwise, she's just scraping four foot eleven. She's also tough as razor wire. She's got several black belts in an assortment of martial arts, and she wouldn't back down from a starving grizzly bear. But her nails were her pride and joy. I set my coffee on the bench and bent over with a tired groan. The laces were crusted with ice and frozen stiff. I wasn't going to get them off until they thawed out. Instead, I unzipped the sides of my snow pants and shimmied out of them. I unzipped my jacket and handed both over to Patty. She hung them on the line stretched across the back room. I bent my fingers around my cup again and leaned back against the wall. I was starving, but most of me was still numb from the cold. Is this blood? Patty demanded. She spun around. Her only concession to the cold was a pair of indigo tights instead of fishnet stockings under her tight miniskirt. Are you hurt? Not really, I said. It's nothing. It was barely even a knife. Barely a knife? It was enough of one to cut you, wasn't it? Let's see. She dropped my coat and grabbed my arm to pull it straight. I was still too cold to feel any pain. What the hell happened? Who did this? I was looking for that surgeon, the one who went missing a couple of months ago. Right, I remember the case. The wife was in here a few days ago. All designer glitz and dripping money. I think she had a chauffeur. I nodded. That's the case. I'm a tracer. I can see the ribbons of light that everyone leaves behind and follow them. I can even see trace of dead people, which had been one of my biggest secrets, right up until a month ago when I'd been outed in front of the biggest tie-it kingpins in Diamond City. Think mafia with magic. I'd come out of the proverbial closet with a big bang. I might as well have rented a billboard. The janitor in the local 7-Eleven probably knew what I could do by now. Since then, my private tracer business had gone through the roof. Now I could charge a grand for an hour's worth of work and still turn people away. 
As far as I knew, there wasn't another tracer in the world who could track dead trace. That's why the surgeon's beautiful and plastic wife had come to see me three days ago. Today had been the first day I'd had time to go out to track him down. The wife seemed to be hoping he'd turn up dead. Most people thought he was dead. She probably wanted the insurance that came with a death certificate. I told her I was too busy for her case, but I'd read his trace and at least let her know if he was alive or dead. Not that my word would hold up in court. I wasn't a bonded and licensed death authenticator. She'd handed me his running shoes. I'd been about to tell her the happy news that he was alive and send her on her way when she mentioned the kids. That got me. My dad had disappeared when I was around sixteen. Just poof, vanished. He hadn't left any trace behind, which was impossible.